Megan, spring is one of our family's busiest seasons with tons of time on the go. There are so many places to be and details to remember. And the last thing I need is the constant irritation of uncomfortable shoes. So today we're talking about the Vionic Vitals collection from our longtime sponsor, Vionic Shoes. These are the best essential shoe styles for everyday wear this season. So Katie on our team is getting ready for warmer weather in Chicagoland with a pair of Vionic's Bella Toe Post sandals. These are Vionic's best-selling flip-flop style, and they have a cute little bow on them. They come in nine great colors, but Katie chose a versatile black patent leather. They're super supportive for her high instep, and they even come in wide sizes, which is a great option. Yeah, the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection are classics that don't really go out of fashion. And because they're such great quality, they're going to last as well, even with daily wear, which mine definitely get. And I love that Vionic offers a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days. But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 115 of the Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers here, as always, with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. How's it going? It's good. We're talking about back to school today, which feels a little... Why are we doing that? Crazy. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But it is is coming. And for some people, it's already here. It is. I'm starting to see the first day of school pictures pop up in my social media feed. So um, this is going to be fun. We have done several back to school episodes before, being that this is our third year, third season of the podcast, if you will. So... um, I think what we're going to do today is just kind of to give you guys a snapshot of what this coming school year is going to look like in our families. We have eight kids between us, yeah. ranging from preschool through high school and beyond. So I think this yeah. will be really fun. We'll just talk about our own kids, what grades they're going into, and that'll bring up all kinds of topics. And then for those who haven't heard our yeah. previous back to school episodes, we will link to those in the show notes and kind of reshare those this fall as well, because we've we've covered a whole bunch of back to school topics. So Yeah, we've done it a whole bunch. And I want to say the first time we talked about it, Clara might have been going into kindergarten, maybe, or yep. maybe first grade. It was, yeah. I mean, we've really hit this. So it's very different in my yeah. house now. So yeah, it yeah. is crazy. All right. Um, will you update everybody about our growing network first, Megan? Absolutely. Well, we are growing <laughs> and we just brought on a brand new show called Make Light with Karen Walrand. If you're familiar with Karen's work or not familiar with Karen's work, she's obviously the voice behind Chukunuk's which is a blog that has been around since like the old school blogging days. Like she was one of the idols back when blogging was kind of new on the scene and has continued just to be such a respected voice in the space. She's a photographer. She teaches photography um, classes. She's an author, has a book coming out very soon and um, had actually done a few episodes of the home hour with me when I was hosting that show. And so she was always really great on air on on she's a beautiful audio, speaking voice she's got a beautiful speaking voice and always has interesting things to say so she is doing um a series of interviews with people who are featured in her new book that's coming out soon and they are tip they are mostly i believe interviews with women over 40 or women 40 and up is what she's focusing on 
for this series. Yeah, um, they're artists and series. authors and yeah. movers and shakers, light seekers, as she calls them. So, yes. yeah, the name is kind of a play on her work in photography, but but the people she has on her show are not just visual artists. They're all kinds of cool people. So yeah, she's um, episode this, she will be at least three episodes, maybe four episodes in by the time you guys hear this. So just search make light in wherever you get your podcasts or go to makelightshow.com or go to our website and you'll see, you know, obviously we're cross promoting because it's part of our same little network. So we're really excited. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got a couple other things coming down the pike pretty soon. So we will share that as soon as we are able. But good, all good stuff. All good. And it's happening kind of quick. I feel like when we had a, a stable of three shows that are actually up and running and thriving, it's starting to feel real. So for those who have been mm-hmm. supporting us and following along and rooting for us, thank you so much. Because there's a lot of work behind yes, the thank scenes. You. And now it's just this little baby network. So it's fun. There is. Yay. Sarah, our sponsor, Vionic, is back today with their Vionic Vitals collection. These shoes are the most essential styles for everyday wear to get us ready for spring, which will be here before we know it. We've already talked about my Uptown Loafers and Willa Slip-On Flat and your Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, but this collection also includes the Walk 23 Classic Sneaker. That is that unapologetic dad sneaker style that's so popular right now. And I was just thinking having all four styles would basically be like having a spring capsule wardrobe for your feet. Oh my gosh, that is actually such a genius idea, Megan. I love where you're going with this. You know, high quality shoes are such a classy way to elevate your wardrobe. And the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection really can be worn in your everyday mom life, whether you're running errands or dressing up for an occasion. Yeah, and let's talk about the comfort factor, Sarah. Vionic actually got started by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to make cute and comfortable shoes that can keep up with our active lifestyles. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya, is back on the show today, and I just really love this company. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk most parents don't really want their growing kids eating. That's why Haya, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin, was created. That's right, Megan. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern kids' diets to provide the full-body nourishment they need. And Haya vitamins have a yummy taste kids love, too. So we were just talking to Katie on our team, Megan, and she was saying that when they get down toward the bottom of the Haya vitamin bottle, her boys are fighting over who gets the last one. Oh, I love it. And I also love that Katie can feel good about that, right? Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door. So parents never need to worry about running out. And we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. I decided how we're going to do this as per usual. You did, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. I yeah, did. You did. You're so, the one who directed it. Yep. So we're going to go youngest to oldest, starting with you. So your youngest and then my okay. youngest. And we're just going to kind of tell our listeners what grade they're going into. And I kind of put a couple prompts here for us. So like anything this child is looking forward to, or maybe that's changing this year for them. And then also anything they might be apprehensive about or were apprehensive about for them, or kind of an area that maybe we're hoping that they grow in this year. So all that kind of stuff. So why don't you kick it off with Clara? Sure. 
Well, Clara, believe it or not, is going into third grade. Oh my gosh. She's um, your baby. There are some, I know she's my baby. And third grade, first of all, is a big deal. I remember yeah. third grade for myself. Well, first of all, third grade is the only grade I can like really remember super well. And I think there's a, a shift in consciousness that really happens around mm-hmm. that age where kids just become a lot more aware. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot more going on. There's a lot more responsibility on the children. So it's like, it's a very big deal. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple other big things that are changing this year. First of all, Clara will be the only one of my children in elementary school. Oh. And I think that has not happened since Jacob. Right. I You've don't always think had two, a sibling I've pair. I've always had two. I've always had a sibling pair in elementary school, and she will be on her own. And that gives me like, just saying that out loud just hurt my heart a little bit. Now, yeah. she won't be totally on her own because Ruby, her cousin, is one grade ahead of her, and Luna, her other cousin, is two grades below her. Okay. So she's going to have kids to walk with, you know, right. whether whatever I end up doing um, as far as dropping her off. She's going to have kids to walk in with. Um, it's not going to be the same as just like being on your own. And of course right. it's not that way. Anyway, she's gone to the school now. This will be her fourth year at the same right. school. Oh, but gosh, it just feels like a huge, just feels like a really big milestone. Yeah. Um, this is also when school starts to get kind of serious, more serious for parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's going to have legit homework yeah. and expectations. And she's probably going to have a planner. I think this is the year they all get planners. I think my kids are getting next, planners, but yeah. Yeah, it's just it feels like everything kind of ramps up in third grade. And so I'm really excited for her. She's become so much more adult and mature. And she had a great second grade year. So Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit on pins and needles to see who she gets as a teacher. Yeah, because I know that's going to be a big deal to her. Um, But I just I don't know. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this year pans out and knowing that, like, maybe not having the comfort of an older brother in the school with her might be my, you know, like last year, um, Will or Owens was in fifth grade and mm-hmm. he was her class buddy. So they oh, matched the bigger kids up with the little kids. That? And I think he was actually her buddy two or maybe even three years in a row. Oh. And now like she won't even have a buddy because now yeah. she's almost an upper actually right. she is on the top floor now. Yeah. So she moves upstairs. That's another wow. big huge change. This is like uh, it's, yeah. it's just a big change. <laughs> it's a lot of things changing all at once. Yeah. So, so your elementary school is kinder to fifth. So yeah, so she yep. is yeah starting kind of that upper half of elementary school. She what time does your elementary like school classman. start? It starts at eight twenty-five. Okay, and when's yep. her first day of school ish? Um, her first day of school is the day after Labor Day. Okay. So and of course you know I'm not here to do most mornings anymore right. because of uh, my early morning schedule. So we had a great um, caregiver that would come in the mornings and get the kids off to school last year and. Um, I'll probably have her again at least a couple days a week and then, you know, I'll try to work out my schedule that I can be there one or two days. Yeah. So, yeah. So right. it's, ah, it's just a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Okay. So I'll you start, still have a little one. I'll start with Violet who is in, going into her second year of preschool. She's, so she's four and a half. Last year was her first year of preschool and she did three days a week. Last year we started with three half days and we've talked about preschool on this show. Our half days are a little better than some programs that are like two hours two and a half Ours hours are, yeah. our half days are eight forty-five to twelve fifteen, and they have lunch there so that's three and a half hours that's, that's but decent. still yeah, they can as, any, time. as any mom with a preschool a half day preschooler knows it's like it seems like you're gonna have time and even if your preschool is yeah. close by it just feels like you just drive back by drive home take home, a shower you gotta yeah. go yep exactly yeah. so last year we started her at three half days and a month or two into the year she noticed that after lunch the kids lay out their little rest nap mats and 
she said, I want to stay for nap at school, which I knew was only because she wanted like a little blankie and a pillow. And she thought that looked cool. Right. But it was right as our, you know, the podcast and work was ramping up. And I said, OK, well, let's try that one day a week. So last year, after about a month or so, we ended up doing Mondays and Fridays were half days and Wednesdays. She stayed until about three. So the point of all that is this year, all three days will be the full school day. So she'll go 845 to three. Um, she's in her same class with her same teachers. She had a teacher turnover mid way last year her teacher got married and moved off to be with her husband um but they it's co-taught with two preschool teachers so really only one of them changed over and it was fine it was she wasn't too traumatic and those same two will be her teachers this year so same classroom that's pretty typical in a Montessori they keep the like three through five-year-olds pretty much in the same class which I really like um they they get to be now the she'll be one of the older ones this year but have the same routine, same teachers, same classroom. And I love this preschool. Um, I mean, we've been there since we moved to this area. So I guess it's my fourth start at this preschool. Yeah. Um, one thing that's different for her is that her she was mostly friends with the kids who were that older year last year and they have all gone off to kindergarten and I don't know if that has really hit her yet I think she'll be fine but when I when I think about who's coming back I think all of her close friends are have moved on to kindergarten so that could be interesting she's very social um both in the good ways and the bad ways I think I've talked about her she gets her feelings hurt early or easy and she kind of can get into social issues more easily but she's also really likes friends and playing so um yeah so that's kind of what she's looking forward to I'm looking forward to those longer days um they do yeah, take, I was gonna say 8 45 to 3 it's a day yeah, that's yeah that's it's like a real so much more time real school day and they do yep. nap which I don't love because she doesn't need a nap anymore if she takes a nap it, it's like comes back to bite us at bedtime. She's not as tired. Yeah. Um, but they, they do this thing where they have to lay quietly for about 20 minutes. And if they don't fall asleep, they can get up and do something quiet while the younger friends yeah. sleep. So I'm hoping that that's find, the routine. You might find this year that she never falls asleep. I you hope know? so. I, I Last year, I feel like it was one. about 50-50. Yeah. And I always, the teachers laugh at me because I'm always like, did she sleep? Because it makes a difference in my evening by like a factor yeah. of an hour, hour and a half. So um, yeah. they always like, they, by the end of the year, they were like, yep, she slept or no, she didn't. So kind of hoping that's she funny. doesn't. But all right. So that's yeah. Violet. Oh, okay. So now I go with Owen. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Owen's going into middle school. Ah, Uh, So sixth grade, right? So sixth grade. Yes. He's going into sixth grade and he, oh my gosh, Owen is just the sweetest little dude. And he still comes and curls up with me sometimes Mm -hmm. and he likes to give me hugs and he's very sweet and sensitive and he got glasses a few months back, I guess maybe around the holiday. I can't even remember now how long it's been. And that really changed his look. I feel like that made, they fit him perfectly, but he kind of did this leap from little boy to suddenly mm-hmm. like this legit older kid looking thing and thing. And now he's going to middle school. So he's really, he's going to be, you know, the sixth grader, the freshman, the incoming frosh. Right. But, um, his cousin Jack is in seventh and then William is in eighth. So he's again, going to have buddies. Right. And, um, he, I haven't decided yet whether he's going to ride the bus or get a ride with family. Like we, you know, Jenna teaches at the same school, so she could drive them, but he might just take the bus with Will. I don't know how that's going to look. Um, but, Oh, just, so much. <laughs> so you just, and I talked about this yeah. a little bit when I was out visiting you, and it does sound like middle school is harder academically, but he's really, yeah. he thrives in that, right? Or are you worried yeah, about he, it? I don't worry about him ac- academically. He may have a little bit of an adjustment period because I think elementary school was really easy for him, and I think mm-hmm. there may be more expectations he's not prepared for. I also think 
three, you know, three schools coming together because three schools feed into this middle school. Okay. Um, the competition will be higher and he's okay. pretty competitive. I think mm. he's pretty confident in his right. status as one of the higher academic kids in his class mm-hmm. where in his current school. And I think he might find that these other kids give him a bit of the run for his money. I think right. he's the type that will rise to that challenge. Um, I think they also do a really good job in this particular sixth grade or uh, middle school of isolating the sixth graders to some extent. They get babied mm-hmm. a little bit still. Like it's really a gentle transition. So okay. they don't just all get dumped into the halls together. They're, they're kept pretty separate and the class it's like a transitional year kind of learning how to be a good student and seventh grade is actually the year that i've heard that kids have a harder time okay i've had that experience too because seventh grade it's like uh oh now it's for real yeah you got to do this so i I think he'll be good but i think he's going to be more intimidated than he'll than he'll let on right um and how about socially do are are all his friends moving up with him and is that pretty easy for him or is that i feel like up with him i feel like there's a lot of changes even if you have good friends i feel like middle school just shakes things up yeah it does um my experience and and this is like a total generalization but my experience is that my boys have hung on to the same friends much longer than my Mm. girls in fact jacob has all the same friends from fifth grade Mm -hmm. um which is when we started here uh, no, he's not close with all of them the same way anymore, but like right. the core friends he still yeah. hangs with. And Isaac, same thing. You know, there was a couple kids who kind of fell off and mm-hmm. other ones that came on. But like that core group has been pretty drama free. And yeah, Will has made new friends and lost some, but really like it hasn't been painful. It's right. just been different. Just So yeah. I'm hoping the same thing will happen. I think having brothers at home and cousins to hang with really makes a difference because you just and no one individual friendship matters as much. Right. Um, because it's like, you always have something else to lean on. So that's what I'm hoping is going to happen with him. I'm sure, you know, he's got a couple of like besties and I'm sure they're not all going to stay besties through, through elementary right. school or through middle school and into high school. Um, but I, he's pretty a matter of fact about that stuff so far. So hopefully he'll stay that way. That's awesome. Hope. As you're, so, as you're yeah. talking, I'm remembering that we did a whole episode about the middle school years. Um, and if our listeners, right, if anybody has an entering middle schooler, I know a lot of our listeners have little kids, but not all of them. So if you have a kid going into middle school, just search middle school at the because we just did one episode. And of course it was one sided, right? Cause I'm a couple years away from this. So it was right? just me asking questions and you talking about all of this, the transition into middle school and yeah. all the things they go through in middle school. So that would be yeah. a good one to go back and check out um, if you have a middle school. I might need to listen to it for myself just to remind me. (laughs) I know. Oh, Owen. I love it. Um, This episode is sponsored by Olive in June. And Sarah, I am just so grateful that I have mastered the art of doing my nails at home. When I look down at my cute manicure, I feel a little more pulled together no matter how crazy life is at the moment. Thankfully, Olive and June's Manny system makes it so easy and affordable to make Manny time a regular part of my weekly routine. Well, I know the feeling, Megan, and I think it's so fun that with Olive and June, you get to customize your Manny system with your choice of six polishes, plus their top coat is included. So Katie on our team says that she has lately been layering some of their iridescent colors over their gel-like polishes, and the final result looks super shimmery and pretty. I might have to try that this spring. Yeah, and Olive and June press-ons are another cool option. They look so real, and I think it would be a great way to test out another nail shape. A long almond shape is popular right now, and I'm kind of curious what that would look like on me. Okay, well, keep me posted on that one. Listeners, visit oliveandjune.com slash themomhour for 20% off your first Manny system. 
That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E.com slash T-H-E-M-O-M-H-O-U-R for 20% off your first Manny system. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right. So we have more oh. children in our collective, more children. <laughs> our collective <laughs> litters. Turns uh, out there's turns a bunch out of kids in our houses. We have a bunch. Um, so I think it's <laughs> my turn and yeah. um, I'm going to go with Reed. Okay. So Reed is going into second grade. And last year, for those who've been following along, I talked periodically last year that we were at a brand new school. Like it opened its doors last year. This is its second year. Um, And it's a kindergarten through eighth grade charter school focused on science, technology, engineering, math, and the arts. Um, Charter schools are free if you're not familiar. So they they use public money. but often have sort of like a different approach um, to the public school. So that's just a little background. Um, And we're happy. It was a kind of a rocky road the first year because it's a brand new school. It's like starting a brand new business. There's ups and downs and a little bit of turnover and stuff that has to be figured out. But um, we feel really happy there. And so Reed was in a kindergarten first combo last year. There's quite a few um, mixed age classes at our school, which I like for a lot of reasons. Um, But he was the top. He was a first grader in a K-1 last year. Um, And this year, I'm pretty hopeful. And based on different indicators, I don't think he'll be in that situation. I think he'll hopefully just be in a true second grade, which I think will be good for him. Um, So, yeah, he... I think this will be a good year. This is because he switched from his preschool. Then he stayed for uh, kindergarten at his Montessori. Then we started the new school. So I feel like this is finally a year where something's not changing drastically. Like Mm -hmm. he'll be familiar. He won't be the littlest. Um, He's academically very bright. If anything, that's sort of like the challenge is making sure that he gets what he needs at school. Um, But I was also really pleasantly surprised at how well he did socially last year. Um, He made one really, really, really good buddy who's like his bestie. And that's one where I do hope they're in the same class. I know I can't control it and it'll be fine if they're not, but I do hope they're in the same class. Um, And yeah, so I think I was most worried about him last year and he had a great year, both socially and just adjusting to the new school. Um, I think in general, our elementary school is just going to be so much better this year. It's just a lot of the kinks are ironed out and there's a lot of like new families, new teachers. You know, when you start something new, there's the initial excitement and then there's the like, Oh, the reality, a lot of work. (laughs) And we all, I think as families at the school, we all had to go through that, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And it's not that it's going to be perfect at all, but um, I'm excited. So yeah, I guess I don't have much specifically about him except that, um, yeah, I'm excited for him to be with a peer, a class of peers that are all his age. Cause I don't think it was a perfect fit to have him as the older in a combination class, but just yeah, live and good. learn. He had a great teacher in a live great and year, so it was well. And that's okay. a good. The good lesson is like not every school year is going to be perfect. Right. Not every year is going to be a red letter year. Some years are better than others. I mean, that was certainly my ex- my experience yeah. as a kid. Um, and you learn that it gets better, or you know, you make changes, and 
life has ups and downs. And so all of my kids have had ups and downs like that. And I feel like there's kind of trade-offs each year. So like where it wasn't great that he was a first grader in a K-1, he did have the teacher that I think was best for him last year. So like even given the choice again, I might even do that again because not everything was perfect, but there are, there are trade-offs I feel like in every situation and nothing is like you said, nothing is a hundred percent perfect. And that goes for choosing a school too. Um, You know, there's not, there's not really a school out there that is a perfect fit for you. So I feel like we've made that. We did actually. Yeah. We did a whole whole episode episode about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We've done some good stuff on schools. So I feel like if you're a new listener, this would be a great time. You don't have to binge listen to our entire uh, catalog, but um, though you certainly may, you may, and many people do. But I'll link up all the school-related episodes because we, yeah, we've done yeah. some good ones. So, okay, so you're up right. with Will. On. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Will is going into eighth grade this year, so he will be big man on campus. Um, you know, Will last year, I still call him William. I know he goes by Will with most of his friends, but um, he's your kid. You he, get to call him what you need. He's my him. kid. I get to call him what I want. <laughs> a little Willie. He, <laughs> he had a really great end of seventh grade. He, he started off a little, little rocky. Like I said, like a lot of times seventh grade is at this school is the year kids have a, a hard time. Right. I don't know if that's the case across the country or whatever, but in this particular school, the way it's structured, I think seventh grade is when you really kind of hit the, hit the ground running. And he, you know, there was a, f- a few bumps. And then like at the end of the year, suddenly it all just came together academically. He found theater, which, you know, is now his thing. Yeah. And, like hangs with the theater kids, which I love. Love it. He, um, he, so he did a play in his school and he um, started getting really good grades without me having to really do a lot. Like he just started kind of took, you know, to kind of took the initiative. That's great. To become a better student. And I feel like he's going to walk in to eighth grade like ready to go with, I don't know theme music playing <laughs> behind him with a certain swagger it's so funny like a few weeks ago he's been bugging me to get him glasses because he's like I can't see anything I'm so blind like blah 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 so I took him in and the optometrist said he does have a very slight like very slight farsightedness so okay. or sorry not farsighted nearsighted he's nearsighted okay um, very very slight but he's like you know it's worth getting a pair of glasses for school's purposes and I'm thinking is, is does he really want glasses like does is that the new I don't know, status symbol. And right. you put him on, he's just like, oh, these are lit, which apparently now means cool, not drunk <laughs> like it used to. Right. Um, but he's like, oh, these are lit. Next thing I know, he's like Instagramming pictures of himself because he thinks he looks awesome. I just, it's so funny to me. Like, I think in eighth grade, I would have been mortified if I had to have glasses. And right. here he is walking around like he's, you know, king of the hill. So I just think he's in a good position to have a good year. Yeah. And, I, I don't really have much else to say about him, except it's exciting to see him. I, I think he's going to be nice to his little brother. Like, it yeah. seems like he'll be the kind that'll kind of take him under his wing a little bit yeah. and introduce him to all the right people, you know. It's um, so cute. But they're very, one thing I will also say is they're really, their age difference has become so much more, so much more apparent recently. Okay. Uh, yeah. Will and well, kind of either Owen. sides it's of just, puberty, right? I mean, kind of. Like, yeah. It's, it's well, a yeah. big two year. It's a big two years. And for a long, you know, for a long time, Jack was right in the middle. So it's Will Owen's 11, Jack's 12 and Will's 13. And they're all about to have birthdays in the next, you know, two to six months. Right. Um, For a long time, Owen and and Jack were playing together and William was kind of pulling ahead. And Mm -hmm. now Jack and Will Mm -hmm. are hanging and Mm -hmm. Owen keeps up, but he's just now he's kind of the kid one on the outside. So yeah, he's the kid. So it's just interesting to see how that might change this year. Um, Is eighth grade. I was going to ask about eighth grade. I mean, I don't have any eighth graders, but I'm just remembering back. Is there, 
does it feel like a sort of graduation year all year? Are there like, is there testing? Is there talk about high school? Like, does that start right away? No, I don't think it starts right away. In my memory, um, it's been a few years, but to my memory, a lot of that happens at the end of the year. So they do start talking about like where your placement is going to be in high school um, and all that stuff. But I don't remember being inundated with that until like spring. I I think they have a little time to ease in and enjoy Enjoy being and yeah, not and not feel like eighth grade is like a test for high school because I don't think they want it to come off that way. Um, There's definitely like a graduation ceremony at the end of the year and stuff. But even that's pretty low key. I don't remember it being like something really stressful. Yeah, that's good. I, I feel like I do remember the high school guidance counselors coming down, but it was probably all at the end of the year. I just, that's what I associate with eighth grade was kind of right. like, yeah. Um, getting things everybody. are getting real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, I do remember there being talk about like the class you get placed in in eighth grade will affect like what you can take in ninth grade. So you can't right. go from regular math to advanced math necessarily. Right. You can't jump. So right. I do remember there being some focus on that, but it's not so much that it overshadows everything else in my opinion. I right. don't know. You know, so Yeah. And we I, we might have talked about this already, but your middle school starts the earliest, right? So your Will school, and yes. Owen will middle have to be... Middle school starts pretty... Well, I think it actually starts around the same time as the high school, but the bus comes super early because the middle school is the one out kind of out in the country. Okay. So because the middle school is the, the newest building. So the okay. middle school is like a 10 minute bus ride. Okay. So they have to catch the bus really early. And then I think it starts at 725 or 730. And then, yeah, the high school starts like 10 minutes after that. Okay. But because we live half a mile from the high school, it means our high schoolers, my high schoolers don't have to get up as early. So yeah. Yeah, this is, I, I feel like start times is a, is always a hot button topic i feel like it's something that is changing if you have really tiny kids and this is not on your radar i promise you'll start to see discussions of it because you know at least i hear there's all kinds of research saying that the teenage teenagers are the ones who literally cannot wake up early like their brains and they need yeah yeah they need their sleep but they also can't go to bed at 9 30 anymore nine o'clock so yeah um, I know here locally, our public middle school. Now, my kids, if we stay at this charter school, it's all together. That's K through eighth. Um, but our public middle schools, our regular neighborhood middle school starts later than our elementary school, neighborhood elementary school, which I think is the sort of forward thinking way to do things and seems to be yeah. a good deal. They don't start to like 825. Um, uh, so, yeah, but I, I think that that would make a big difference. And, and they may, you know, change that at some point. Um I, it's funny, William's first year of middle school, he was great about getting himself up on time. He was never late. Like, he was the first person up. He was out. Usually he left before I even knew he was up. He was just quiet, and he would just get himself up and get breakfast and go. And last year, he missed the bus kind of a lot. And I okay. think his sleep patterns are changing. Yeah. So I'm curious how that's going to happen with Owen, who has never really been a naturally... Like, Will's always been the kind of kid who puts himself to bed when he's tired and gets mm-hmm. up when he's, you know, when he's... Not, mm-hmm. not doesn't need to sleep anymore. And Owen needs a little more help. Like mm-hmm. he needs help getting up in the morning. So could be an interesting year. I am curious how that's all going to play out. Yeah. And hopefully, um, hopefully Will won't be missing the bus all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is a, actually a good transition because my... Entering fourth grader is Allegra has started to sleep in this summer for the first time. You guys know if you're a longtime listener, you know, my kids are ridiculously early risers. So we've never, ever had to wake our kids up for school. Um, But this summer she has started sleeping. Now, when I say sleep in, I mean 
like eight, which for my kids is like really sleeping in. She's gone past that a few mornings, but I would say like she's coming down between seven thirty and eight a lot of the time. Um, right. And I've been letting her mm-hmm. stay up later. I've just I've just told her I think you need about ten hours, so you can stay up later if you're sleeping ten hours. So you can stay up till nine thirty if you're sleeping till seven thirty. But if you start coming right. down at six o'clock, I'm gonna start putting you to bed earlier. So that's right. been she's been feeling really like big kid about that she's staying up and reading and doing art in her room and she feels really cool and so this will be different so um I guess to back up so she is at the same elementary school as Reed so I talked about that a little bit she's going into fourth grade um they do start pretty early so they start at 7 50 um Brian drives them on his way to work which is great for me so they leave our house and they get dropped off a little bit early they can play on the playground and stuff and that allows Brian to get to work so um so they usually get dropped off at maybe 7.30, Um, So that w- that's going to be interesting. This is the first fall where I'm having to think about, like, we need to transition her to a little earlier bedtime and yeah. getting up earlier. So, yeah, so she'll I'll need to wake her up about 6.45, 10 to 7, maybe. Um, so, yeah, so fourth grade. Um, she also was in a mixed-age class last year and was also the top half. So she was in a 2-3 as a third grader. Um, and again, I don't think that was the best fit for her. She spends her whole life as the oldest. She's always the oldest sibling. She's the oldest in the neighborhood and she's really good at it. She's so sweet with the younger kids and nurturing, but I start to feel bad for her after a while. Like, it's not that she doesn't have friends her own age. It's just that she's always looked at as like, oh, Allegra will play with the little kids. Like she'll keep everybody in line. And like, I kind of want her to have her own not only her own peers, but hopefully some older kids to look up to. Cause she just is like you talked about with will, you know, they start to pull away and be ready for the next phase. So for her, that's more pulling away into like tween preteen, um, which I right. want her to like, that's what they're supposed to do. And right. So hopefully she'll be in like a true fourth grade. Um, I think that's, I think they're not having quite as many combo classes this year. And I do have a teacher that I'm crossing my fingers for I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much but there is one fourth grade teacher that I just like really have a lot of respect for just based on the one year again I don't but um so her third grade year was fine she needs um I think she needs a little more structure academically than she had last year because our school was like the wild wild west so Mm -hmm. um I wouldn't say she's behind, but I would love if she had a teacher who really had it together academically. Um, You know, I think she's going to learn cursive. She needs to learn her multiplication facts. I don't think that kind of slipped through the cracks in third grade. It's not like it's too late, but um, it's interesting with math. Just on a side note for any like teachers out there, I'm sure, Megan, you've noticed things with your kids. She's really good at conceptual math. Like she understands concepts really really well but man she has a hard time with the memorized facts yeah um and Mm -hmm. so as she's gotten older that's just become a wider gap because you guys know me I'm not like a flashcard mom at home I really don't like to sit my kids through drills at home but at the same time I can see why the teachers want you to for certain kids because it's it's amazing how high level she can be with the way she understands math concepts and yet how how far she has to go on her fast path. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's so common. Like I think kids tend to be good at one or the other. And yeah. when we were growing up. It was more about re- recitation and yeah. 
knowing the facts and plugging them into a formula. And now most of the, you know, the new math, I'm making yeah. quotes right now, um, air quotes, is really more, way more conceptual. The, yeah. the problem I've noticed is I, and I've gone through this with different kids and different teachers. I've had, my kids have now had a million teachers. Right. <laughs> um, I'm at the point now where people are like, what did you think of so-and-so, like one of these sixth grade teachers? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. Do you know how many kids of mine have gone through that school? <laughs> um, so anyway, I think that in the rush to adopt newer math or what do they call it? Oh my gosh. I can't believe I'm well, there's this. common core there's a name for it. Yeah. That's the other one though. There's it before it was common core. It was called something else. Okay. It'll, it'll probably pop into my head at some point. Um, but it was like this newer math version of math. It's been around. Is since it Jacob Singapore? Was little Singapore, math? Singapore. Okay. No, no different one. Okay. Um, it'll pop into my head. But so when, um, when they started teaching that, I think, they didn't, not all teachers then prepared the kids yeah. for it equally. Yeah. So some were so focused on the new math that they, they forgot, like, if you don't know how to add in your head, you can't, you can't engage in yeah. the conceptualization because it takes you forever yeah. just to get anything done. And so a couple of my kids, I remember being like bored to tears, like crying, <laughs> not bored, even frustrated because yeah. they wanted to move on, but they were like stuck. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was pretty rough yeah honest, no and but I, I can see that and I've always kind of you know come down on the side of I I like this hands-on way of understanding math and I think in general we're on to something even with common core like I know people make fun of the homework and the worksheets but I think if the teachers are well trained and the concepts are rolled out correctly I still think there's a lot of good things about the way we're teaching math but you're totally Me right too. it doesn't it doesn't remove the need for those memorization of facts. And I think, yeah, yes. for some kid, that's just harder. And I think I think her third grade year, some of that slipped through the cracks with some of the stuff that was going on at the school yeah. and in her classroom. And I'm just not the yeah. mom to make her do multiplication facts over the summer. I, maybe right. I should be. Yeah, I know. So, well, yeah, so we'll see. And I think some teachers, yeah, I think teachers who are able to balance them both sometimes are kind of going against the grain and almost like being a little rebellious right so from in my experience it was the, the older teachers who felt like they had the right yeah <laughs> and we're just like hey i know what works so i'm yeah. gonna do it and it was harder for some of the younger teachers i think to like push back a little bit so yeah and we i can't we I forget can't believe i don't remember what this math is called but, <laughs> well um. we forget how like imagine if you had your job as a whatever you do and someone came in and was like well you get to keep your job but we're going to change everything about how you do it. So I think we need to cut yes. teachers a huge amount of slack for as these programs change and curriculum changes that they're not, it's not like a given. It's not like you just hand them a new textbook and say, this is what you do. Right. It's fundamental shifts. So I have like the utmost right. respect and also empathy for teachers who are having to go through these changes. And also it would yeah, be nice if my kid learned multiplication at some point. <laughs> oh, and I remembered it's called everyday math. Everyday oh, math. That's what it was think... called. That was the, that was the curriculum that my kids had before common core was such a buzzword. Okay. Um, maybe that's a Michigan or a Midwest thing, or maybe it just was earlier maybe. than when I started paying attention. So, yeah. um, well, that was a lovely, a lovely digression, but that's Allegra. A lovely who, segue. A segue <laughs> uh, with my fourth grader. So now I feel like you can talk about high school, Isaac, and then yeah, if you want to update on yeah. what Jacob's doing too. So, yeah. So this is a big leap. We're going from fourth grade to 12th. Yeah. Um, Isaac is going to be a senior this ah, year. Your second, second know, senior. My second senior. Yep. Yeah. Jacob graduated last year. Um, so Isaac, as we speak, is in Thailand because what? a friend of his, this is a fun, I did not know this. No. 
Okay. So about a year ago, Isaac tells me, hey, if some people invited me to Thailand next year, could I go? And I'm thinking like, yeah, right. <laughs> like there's absolutely no way these details are all going to come together. And I don't even know who he's talking about. Well, it turns out one of his very best friends, dad, okay. lives most of the time and works in Thailand. And wow. so his friend Ethan goes out there every summer for like a month. Um, and Isaac just didn't let it go. And finally, you know, it was like four or five months ago. And he finally said, okay, if, mom, if I'm going to do this, I need to get a passport. Like there's all this stuff I have to do. And I was like, oh, you're really serious about this. So wow. I we talked to the dad and got some more details and um, turned out the plane ticket was pretty cheap. He worked okay. really hard for a few months um, washing dishes in a restaurant and saved up a bunch of money enough for the, for the plane ticket. Um, and then his grandma and John and I all chipped in some money for him to live on while he's there and a couple of weeks ago he boarded a plane for thailand that's amazing so he's been there i know and i feel like this is going to be one of those where he's going to come back changed yeah like something just tells me he's already kind of a different kid he's he's pretty serious he doesn't but he's he's hilarious but he just yeah. kind of i don't know he's just kind of straightforward and he takes things seriously that's really yeah. the only way i can put it um and I think he's going to come back different. So well, I don't he's know also a good age. I mean, he's almost eight, he's almost eighteen, right? So I yep, feel like he'll be eighteen this month, this coming month. Yeah. So I feel like that is yeah. he is old enough to really have the perspective for that to be a life changing yeah. trip. I feel like if you do that when yeah. you're fourteen or something, you're just trying to maybe, maybe like a little too young. get drunk in your hotel room, or I don't know. I, right. I don't know what you're yeah. doing, but. Well, he- <laughs> He sent me, he sent me, um, a text. We haven't texted that much. I've been trying to be kind of hands off and plus we're 12 hours apart. So he's getting up while I'm going to bed and it's just, you know, it's a little off. Um, but he did text me early on when they first got there. I said, how is it? And he said, it's really bizarre here. It's like ultimate excess or squalor. And I said, well, what are you in? And he said, well, I'm in excess right now, but we're moving to squalor. soon." (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of like the last time I heard from him, but it's kind of great because his, his, uh, his friend that he's with has been Snapchatting with Jacob. So I kind of get, Oh, good. Like updates on what they're doing, but I don't have to be texting them all day, which I would prefer not to. So I'm just kind of letting him have his thing. And, but I, I know where they are and I know they're safe and all that. And, um, and they're doing fine and he'll text me if he needs money or something but he but yeah they they i guess are having a good time so anyway all that is to say like when he comes back i don't know what to expect he could be like you know what you guys let's just throw off all these (laughs) you know trappings of a americanized life and do who knows i'm really kind of excited um otherwise i think he's gonna have a good year he had a solid year last year isaac's just kind of a kid he's just a solid kid he's like quiet kind of reserved um doesn't i mean doesn't get into trouble doesn't but doesn't but he's not boring he's just you know he's a good kid and um he's a good enough student he's as good as he wants to be as far as being a student he comes home and he plays with his guitar for like three hours a night so i know he could be spending yeah more of that time on homework but i kind of like that he has the discipline to do that as well so um gosh i don't know and i don't know what his plans are for after school he's tossed a few things around and I have a feeling that's going to start solidifying in yeah. the next couple of months. So that's yeah. cool. I'm excited for him to be a senior. I think it's going to be a good year for him. Now, Jacob graduated a year ago. And the deal was, you know, he didn't know what he wanted to do. And I certainly did not want him to run off and go to college with no idea of what he wanted. Right. So I said, you know, you have a year that you can live with us if you want to rent free mm-hmm. and just kind of figure stuff out. And he actually lived, he's been at our house a lot, but he actually lived with my sister in Lansing for about five or six months, had a job, learned how to use public transport, like stuff that you just really can't 
Yeah, figure adulting. Out when you live in a tiny town. Yeah, adulting. Yep, he figured out some adulting, and then I think he got a little homesick, and then a lot of his friends came home for the summer from school. Mm-hmm. So he's been at our house most of the summer, um, and then I think at some point, I think you know soon. He's going to make a move one way or the other. And with Jacob, it's going to be like one day he's just going to tell me what he's mm-hmm. doing. It's, it's going to be like I'm moving in with some friends. That's been that idea has been passed around. Like I'm moving to a different town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to school. Like I really have no idea. He knows his deadline is kind of coming. Mm-hmm. So if he needs help with anything, he'll let me know. But otherwise, I'm kind of waiting to see what he decides. And it's so funny because one day he said, like, well, what were you doing at my age? I was like, Jacob, I was pregnant with you at my at your age. Like I was fully adulting at that point yeah. not well but i was doing it so <laughs> yeah. it's just kids are very different my sister was just telling me the other day that like today's 19 year olds are on the same emotional level as like our 14 year olds were yeah some I research about that. that and that does not surprise me at all so it's really hard to to cr- to kind of walk that line between back in my day you yeah. know we did things X, Y, and Z, and then understanding that that's not the reality for kids today. Right. And supporting like what the real reality is. And yeah. also not getting too hung up on ages. Yeah. And being like, oh my gosh, he's 19. He should be doing X, Y, and Z. Right. And knowing he's got a long time to figure stuff out. So yeah. I find myself like daily having to go, having to like battle that out with myself. And, yeah. and one thing I will say, like in the last year, and especially since living with another family for a while, like he came back really much more in tune with what it takes to run a household, what it takes mm. to be in a family, like what his responsibilities are. And that's a yeah. big move because of all my kids, Jacob was definitely the one most checked out on that. Like just yeah. kind of did his own thing and didn't think about how it, what he did affected yeah. other people in the house. Some of that's the older brother syndrome. He's yeah. got four little minions yeah. to do whatever he wants for, you know, and it's like, why would he clean up his own dishes when yeah. he has four younger siblings he can make do it? But I think also he's just understanding like, with some maturity comes the understanding that you're not the only person. Yeah. In I yeah, I know and going like, away, you know? going far away to college, I think was a total shift in mm-hmm. how I appreciated my family. I mean, I was I think I've yeah. said I wasn't a very fun teenager to be around. I wasn't bad. I just yeah. didn't like my family very much weren't. and I don't think they liked me very much yeah. for, you know, for part of the time. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it didn't take long of being away <laughs> to where I wanted to yeah. call home. I wanted to go home. I I appreciate my siblings who were growing up and I was yeah. far away. You know, you just yeah, it's a great yeah. Well, I love hearing you talk about yeah. Jacob because I feel like I'm hearing what you say and it's no different, you guys. If you have a 3-year-old that you're worried is not going to be potty trained before preschool or whatever it is like finding the balance between challenging them to step up to what they're ready for but also trusting that they're on their own timeline and you know they're gonna get there so it's so similar it's so parallel it is and I have to share really quickly that Jacob and I had a conversation a few months ago where I was visiting my sisters and I was talking to him one night and I totally didn't mean for it to but I guess I must have had that concerned mom voice on like Uh what are you gonna do with your life and like it just rubbed him the wrong way and um and I didn't think I was being judgy at all but I'm sure I came across as I don't know just kind of inquisitive to us to sort of an intrusive degree and i got this text from him like this really mean mad text in the middle of the night like i'm not out partying i'm not out drinking like i'm not doing all this stuff that other kids are doing and like why are you on my case so much and i apologized it was Mm -hmm. like i didn't mean to be like totally not my intention um i'm worried my job as a mom right now is to separate from you and worry about you i can't help it because i have Mm -hmm. to separate from you Mm -hmm. that's life but i have to worry about you because i'm 
doing that and yeah then he wrote back and was like i know i'm not mad at you like i love you i think you're doing a good job like it was just Aww. this hilarious like he lashed out teary. like a toddler yeah <laughs> i know i just i did <laughs> and then i kind of like explained the way you would to a preschooler why yeah. you did what you did and then right. he got it i mean but there's still conflict there's still tension I, yeah. I think at this age there can't help but be right tension no, I between think you're right. adults there's, and their adult there's kids there's supposed to be and yeah. You are allowed to like experience that as tension and some grieving within yourself, just as right. you know yeah. you are when your baby's going to kindergarten or whatever. Yeah, oh, this exactly. got deep. I love it. We didn't. We I didn't know even it should did, to get huh? deep. Um, <laughs> I love this. I am. Oh, um, yeah. So let's wrap up and a couple of reminders yeah. before we wrap. So a few housekeeping things. Um, first of all, next week. So next episode, which will be one sixteen, we're going to continue the back to school discussion, but we're going to flip things around and talk about what back to school is like for us moms even if you have really tiny kids and you know it's sort of just a pie in the sky idea you still get that right. fall yeah. like that fall energy I feel like even when I had toddlers yep. at home even the world around you is going back to school and it feels like it's time for something so we're going to flip the script talk about how back to school can be fun and inspiring for moms whether you're working outside the home or at home full-time um, so that's, first of all, tune back in. Um, real quick, you guys heard us announce our live show in Newport Beach coming up on August 23rd, which when this airs will be about a week away. Um, it is pretty much sold out. If you're local, check it out. See if you can grab a ticket. Um, we are probably going to waitlist status. We're going to squeeze as many as we can comfortably into the beautiful new mom school in Newport Beach. But I wanted to tell our listeners around the country to find the event page on Facebook. I'll link to it in the show notes. It's linked to our Facebook page. Page. that's where the discussion around the event will happen and that's most likely where we will do a Facebook live um, and so you can feel like you're kind of there um, and I think all you have to do is say that you're interested in that event and then it will kind of show up in your feed I think that's how that works so go ahead and find that um, and then Megan do you want to just remind people quickly about the course you have coming up and then we'll talk more about that next yes. week as well yeah, and we'll definitely go into that because it fits really well with next week's topic. But I am teaching a class that starts in September, um, September 12th, and it's called Mothers of Reinvention Foundations. And that is, you know, the class that's going to lead to a <laughs> to a more advanced class down the road. But Foundations is basically like getting just exactly what we're talking about with this back to school energy, kind of um, making time for yourself, prioritizing, figuring out what's really important to you so that you can do so you can live your life with intention and do the things that matter to you. And if you want to know more about that class, just go to the show notes um, and find, we'll link to it yep. in the show notes for this episode. Or you can search for Mothers of Reinvention in uh, just on our website, themomhour.com. And you'll find the page that describes the class, how it's going to be structured and where you can sign up. And when does it start again? Can you remind people in case they're It behind? starts on Tuesday, September 12th. Tuesday, September 12th, 2017. 2017. <laughs> yes. Um, if it's 2020 right now or something, um, look us up. We'll probably be doing something different. Yeah, yeah. We'll be, there'll be something for you to do. It won't be the <laughs> live event or Mothers of Reinvention, but we'll have something right, going on. Right, Okay, well, this was fun, you guys. Happy back to school. Um, would love to see your kids' pictures and, you know, just hear from you on how back to school is going for your little ones. And again, I'm a broken record here, but I will link to all of our other school-related episodes in the show notes at themomhour.com. This was episode 115 and we've got some really actually really good content that we have done on different different aspects of the back to school experience. So definitely check those out if you're a new listener. So all right everybody we will talk to you next week. Hey 
everyone. We have a favor to ask. If you are an Apple Podcasts user, can you check really quickly to make sure you're still following the Mom Hour? Apple did one of their big software updates recently, and it changed a bunch of things about how you get the podcasts you're subscribed to. If Apple Podcasts is your podcast app of choice, all you have to do is find your way to our show page and then click the little plus sign or follow in the top right corner. Thanks so much. Sarah, I started a Substack last spring just kind of as an experiment, and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life. Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general. You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N-Francis.substack.com. 